You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on 640 Toronto. I'm Jody Vance. And even as COVID continues to hit Canadians from, from coast to coast to coast, we all know someone, if not a few folks, who are isolating or monitoring. And with the fear associated with the unknowns of COVID of two years ago or the lessons from the variants of concern of late last year, now we kind of find ourselves peering forward and beginning to unpack how government reacted to the pandemic. Of course, scientists worked at warp speed to help save lives, mistakes made and learned from. And and can the same be said for, for politicians or were there some things that were just a bit sloppy? Some did well, others not so much. Some costly mistakes, dollars and cents wise. And that's the top story on Black Locks Reporter today and managing editor, editor Tom Korski is with us for his visit. Well, hello there, stranger. Nice to have you here. Thank you, Jody. Let's talk about the top story on Black Locks Reporter today and the mask mistakes made and just how big that price tag might be. It's over $106 million. It was serious money. This was money that was uh, paid in cash advances to contractors who never delivered. And also some uh, goods that were simply stolen that were under the public health agency's control in early innings. There has never been a full accounting, uh, Jody, as to how much money was spent that didn't have to be spent, whether it was spent wisely. But there have been a lot of implications. And this has been, uh, you know, dribs and drabs through internal emails, uh, releases of documents sought by parliamentary committees. This was serious money, though, that went out the door on sole sourced contracts to favored contractors who never delivered. And there was some suspicion at the time that they were kind of a little bit shaky. Well, the question was, why? They have a procurement ombudsman. There's a quarter million federal employees. Could they not hire somebody? Could they not just pick up a phone? They didn't. You know who made all these decisions was political aides in the prime minister's office. I'm not joking. They've never run a mask warehouse. They've never prepared for a pandemic. They, they didn't consult procurement officers. The government of Canada has more procurement contract officers than you can name. They didn't call one of them. They were going to decide because it was a political consideration. And the the consideration was we have to get masks as quickly as possible. The implication was that anyone who had a friend in town and wore a shiny suit got a multi-million dollar cash advance and never delivered the goods. This is mind boggling to me. And, and, And one of the many reasons why I always read you is that it's so it's it's eviscerating to the flaws of this like you 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 cut right through the fat of this and 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 explain it in that shiny suit way but how is it that taxpayer dollars are paying for those uh procurement officers officials that are are literally made and in positions to do exactly what this task was and yet not used and was anybody fired? Has anybody been held accountable to this no, point? Or no, will this no, go no. on forever until they're all retired? No, no, heavens no. No one gets fired. There was no oversight and there was no supervision from anybody on the part of the public service management, MPs or senators. No one was really interested at the time. Some people were scared. This was early innings, you recall, a pandemic declared March 11, 2020. So this was, these were contracts that were let within days. And sometimes uh, contractors were called within hours of the World Health Organization declaring a global pandemic. 
A couple of these cases are now in court, uh, but good luck getting your money back from insolvent firms that in one case received a $72 million cash advance for masks that no one could use and were never delivered. They were simply shoddy goods. And this was not a mask company. They didn't have a factory in Canada. Everything was coming from China. There was no oversight. It was interesting. Everyone remembers the Charbonneau Commission, famous crime-busting commission in Quebec that uh, sent, I think, what, three mayors out of office? And several people to the penitentiary looked at graft in the construction trades. And the counsel for that uh, commission testified in Commons Committee, and he said, you want to get on this one. You want to watch this very carefully. You think that the rules don't apply because there's an emergency. He said, you're wrong. They apply especially in an emergency. That's exactly the moment to think about the taxpayer value for money. Look out for fraud. Nobody listened, Jody. And that's the piece that's driving me, Batty, is that nobody listened. It, it feels both ill-prepared. Nobody's going to slight the fact that we were all caught in a moment of of panic and terror when that declaration by the WHO was made. I, I remember the moment, the heart sinking, as do most Canadians coast to coast who were tuned in for that, the magnitude of that moment. But as you said, you know, our taxpayer dollars are are collected in order to be prepared to protect us in these moments. Why would there be no one held to account on shoddy goods delivered for what what was the total? $106 million total, but $72 million to one? That, to just one contractor. That's, in, that's unbelievable. And that com- company now is insolvent, did you say? They're insolvent. They're uh, in long litigation, Ontario Superior, Superior Court with the Department of Public Works that let the contract. What's not obvious is how they got the call in the first place. Right. It's interesting. The Commons Health Committee ordered those records from the uh, Prime Minister's office and the Privy Council. They never got them. That was a motion. It was an order by all parties. They voted. They said, we want to see these records. And uh, they, the, the records were never produced. And then there was an election and then it was sort of dropped. And it remains a mystery. How on God's earth does a company in Montreal get a call for $72 million cash advance on a mask contract when they don't own a mask factory? Good rhetorical question. You know, the difference was, uh, Jody, you mentioned there was a really heart-stopping moment uh, back in 2020, and that's true. But we had a a preparedness agency. We had the Boy Scout agency. It was called the Public Health Agency of Canada. That's why Parliament created it, fully funded it. When you're the fire commissioner, you don't get to stand there and say, I'm frightened. You don't get to stand there and say, I don't know how to put out this warehouse fire. But that's what they did. And instead, they got kicked over to political aides who have never fought a warehouse fire in their life. And they didn't do a very good job. Most of them have now been reassigned. None of them were fired, but they've been reassigned to other public service jobs. They are all keeping their six-figure salaries. This is borrowed money. Kids are going to be paying the interest for that $106 million until the gates of hell, Jody. I'm telling you. So in the shell game, like you said, we'll just move you over there. You can be in charge of this now instead of us asking you how you wrote that check for $72 million to your friend. Um, how do we demand? Is Does it... Does it go so far as freedom of information? Like, how do we get those documents that you say were were requested and then never delivered and then there was an election and then it was just dropped? It, it, I mean, clearly, reading your column, I, I, I 
stopped in my tracks at auditors identified more than 600 million in cash advances to COVID contractors, 600 million of our dollars. And, yeah. and what? We just stand here and go, oh, oops, okay. Well, you know, everything comes out eventually. We always say in the newsroom, everything does come out eventually. Timeliness is, is unfortunately not a, the prime factor. And this will come out at some future point. It would be interesting if it came out in the life of this parliament, but it was supposed to come out in the life of the last one. It really matters because that's money that's gone. You're going to have a budget this week. There's going to be more deficit spending. We, everyone knows, everyone over the age of 40 who's lived through this, these terrible cycles of deficits and then cost cutting and then austerity and layoffs and service cuts knows what's coming. There's, yeah. th- there's, there's no magic here. It's simple math. And the day will come where someone will say, man, I wish we had $105 million for diabetes pumps. Mm-hmm. And you can say, well, funny you should mention. Do you remember way back in 2020? And that's where we are. And the lessons learned in terms of how we did have a plan to uh, be able to produce, manufacture, and distribute vaccines here in Canada, or how we did have uh, warehouses full of PPE that were disposed of for whatever political reason or decision that was tossed tossed about. I mean, there, there are many lessons to be learned as to how we got into this situation in the first place, but certainly hard to learn those lessons if you can't actually get the details as to how, who dropped the ball and where. It does. And, and, there, and there will be far-reaching consequences of this pandemic in a thousand ways, some we can't even imagine, but I can imagine one. Mm-hmm. And it's the question of core competence of the government of Canada. It's the core competence of the federal government. You say, everyone knows they're kind of expensive and pretty mediocre. But when there's a warehouse fire, surely they can manage that. But they didn't manage it. They did, a, they did not do a good job. There's nobody that you can find outside of direct employees who will say, we did a really good job. No mm-hmm. audit, no report, no analysis. Canadian Medical Association ran a commentary. The stockpiling of pandemic supplies was so bad, they recommended that maybe it should be privatized. Wow. That's wow. the CMA. That's the doctors talking. In other words, just you're just going to screw it up. Just maybe give it to the private sector with some sort of federal regulatory oversight. So those are real questions to ask uh, going forward. Whenever there's a problem in your town, a flood, a new road, a bridge collapse, a pandemic, don't call Ottawa. Because you know they're just going to screw it up. How's that but for a takeaway? But they're still going to take your tax dollars. Tom Gorski, man, people need to read Blacklock's Reporter to get your full coverage on this. I appreciate your time today. We'll talk to you in a couple. Thank you, Jody. That's Tom Korski, Managing Editor of Black Locks Reporter, here on 640 Toronto. In for Alex Pearson, I'm Jody Vance. Back in a moment.